Welcome everyone to the Overcome Podcast. Today I have a very, very special guest, a friend of mine from a long time ago, Delaine Hart. Thanks for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, this is going to be a great conversation. So Delaine, the, the, the subject, the main theme of this podcast is about Overcome. And um, we've been uh, friends for a long time and I've seen your amazing transformation from... Uh, runner to a bodybuilder and going through a lot of struggles overcoming a lot of things so and, he, and recently probably a couple of years ago maybe you changed the directions of your training and your approach to the sport um, yeah. more focus on longevity and everything so what triggered you to really change this direction uh, and uh, how are you feeling nowadays with this change? Um, well, let's see. I won my pro card in women's physique in 2015. And everything, my entire life was focused on making it to the Olympia stage, like many of us, you know. And um, I sacrificed a lot <laughs> to do that. And you know, competing is not exactly a healthy sport. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, sh if you want the short version, I slowly got better and better. Um, went from, I think my first, my pro debut, I was like 11th place. It was pretty abysmal, you know. And then um, I worked really hard, got fifth place at a big pro show. And then, um, I mean... When I say everything was focused, every day was focused on winning the next show. And I won that show yeah. two years later. I remember, so, I remember that. It was amazing. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was awesome. But, the, you know, I love, I love to struggle. Some of us thrive on that, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Um, you know, Viktor Frankl talks about that. But um, it came down to where I sacrificed just living just a normal healthy life just to attain that goal and as soon as you reach it you're already planning on the next you don't even take time to enjoy it because yeah. and started my prep for the olympia and i felt horrible like i did not feel good and how, how many is a week out how many weeks I, so. 13 weeks okay and uh, i mean i was of course shredded after i won my show i took a few days off got right back to it and um, worked very closely. I love my coach. I still work with him, but I just kept telling him, man, like my fire's gone. Like I had nothing left. Well, about eight weeks out, I start, I had this little lump right here. Mm. And I thought, you know, it was like sinuses and you know, you'll get like, and um, so I did what, any normal person would do and I just kept believing it was just going to disappear <laughs> and so about a week later it was bigger oh wow two weeks later it was the size of like um like a small little tomato jeez it, wow it was so I go to the ER and it was interesting because I was at that time's friend that time friends with an IFBB judge and she, she went with me to the ER because she was like, I mean, we're going to the Olympia and, uh, you know, let's get this taken care of. Mm -hmm. 
they said, um, this is a tumor. And like, you need to come see a specialist in a few days. We got to figure out what's, you're going to need to probably get this out. And I'm like, I, I can't like, you know, I mean, for years, all I've been thinking about Olympia, I qualified. No, like, well, I went and saw the doctor a few days later and he was like, this is just going to keep growing. Wow. And so I, I was like, well, let me think about it, you know, and here I have this friend at the time telling me, you know what? I bet it's not going to grow much more. You can get up on that stage. You can do this. Oh, wow. Really? They said that? <laughs> <laughs> a, week, a week later, it is the size of a small, of a baseball. And it is just this growth. And um, I call the doctor and I'm like, I can I come in and talk to you again and see if any options? He's like, it's grown already. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was to the point where I couldn't, it was catching, like I couldn't swallow food. And you know, I'm, I'm like, my nutrition was on point. So, was so between the time that you identified this and this last call to the doctor, we are talking about what, five days? One yeah, five And it is just growing. And, and were sad. you training those five days? Yeah. <laughs> horrible. I have pictures. I was sending daily check-ins to my coach. Um, and he's like, Laney, you know, and just me in my front pose. And he's, and he's like, I think it has grown. I'm like, Nelson, it has grown. So, um, <laughs> I, uh, it got to where like I couldn't swallow good. And that's when I knew I was like, we still, you know, we still had eight weeks. And then I asked the, the doctor, I said, well, do you think I can recover? He was like, you can't lift. You can't do anything for four weeks after the surgery because it was on top of my thyroid. Mm -hmm. So um, long story short, went in for surgery, came out, and I had to reassess what I was doing everything for. Yeah. And that was a really, really, it was a dark time. A lot of the so-called, you know, um, people who were cheering you on, they were gone. I mean, they... Isn't, and, isn't that uh, interesting that when you are on top, you have so many people supporting you, and then as soon as you've, you fail, it's really hard uh, to find someone to pick you up? Oh, Yuri, it was, you know, it was, now looking back, it was such a blessing because it really made me just go, what am I doing? What is most important? And who who really matters and what matters in the end what freaking matters mm -hmm. and, and you and, could also identify who your truly friends were yes i'm when i say like the phone quit buzzing there was no text there was no it was crazy and i'm a real um you know i like to mentor younger female competitors and um i'm very outspoken about peds and stuff like that and I just figured, because I'm, I'm, I'm not somebody who reaches out for help. Mm -hmm. I'm not actually, that's not a good thing. And I just figured if I ever needed anybody, people would be there. Mm -hmm. And they weren't. And um, in the end, though, it was a blessing. I don't, I actually don't hold that against anybody because it's like they showed me and it's okay. But, uh, well, but yeah, probably was... you probably had someone that you were expecting to be more supportive and it was not. Yeah, and that's and, and that's tough because you are already on this transition. 
should I continue, should I not continue? It's a difficult decision because you invest so much time on this and now you have to, to basically be on your, on your own to decide without anyone to support you. It's tough. And you know, I had my family. Yeah. And, and a couple like lifelong friends that were there way before bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. And uh, because it was hard, even my friends that, you know, still were stuck around who were in the industry, to them, they didn't know what to say, you know? And that's what they told me later when I was like, why didn't you, like, you know, they were like, I just didn't know what to say. I mean, that would, had been your dream and it was gone. And yeah, it, it taught me though a lot on how to respond to people when they're, when they hit lows. I don't know, it just gave me this new empathy. But um, in the end, it was a blessing. And I talked with my kids and they were like, mom, we're just ready for you to enjoy life again. Like, remember when you used to like to cook all the time and you could take vacations with us, you know, and my kids are all grown. So, um, yeah. That's probably it, the moment that you were like, wow, that's true. <laughs> I, I literally, it, you know, I, it was like I was coming out of this, you know, it's a hyper focus when you compete. Yeah. And at that top level. I don't care who you are. You have to hyper-focus unless you're just one of the few genetic phenoms. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. And then, I mean, my son sat down and he had tears in his eyes and he was like, mom, I'm worried. What's it going to take? Like what's going to be next? I mean, you just had this big old, I mean, and it was, he, the doctor took pictures. It was the size at the end of a softball. And he's like, and you were lucky because it was benign, right? It was benign. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I've had no issues since then. But, um, you know, they linked it. They linked it to the stress of competing, growth hormone, mm -hmm. stuff like that, you know. But it was it was there from birth. It was a thyroglossal cyst. And it just decided to... To grow. So I, as a, as a act of the, <laughs> of the universe of God, saying, you know what? It's time to change... Uh, <laughs> change, your, change uh, directions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I, it's, it's interesting because the other day, I think it was, uh, early on in the show, I interviewed Cassidy. She got her uh -huh. F FB card as well. But she, she told me, Yuri, when I got my FB card, that's all I wanted. I didn't want to go beyond that because I knew it would take a lot out of me to move on and be on the circuit among all the FB bros. So I was happy just by getting the FB bro card and doing my personal training after that. Uh, so she stopped immediately. She, she, didn't, she yeah. didn't do any debut. Uh, but when you go to the deb debut, then you, you go to that cycle of like, now I gotta win. And then it's, it's, it's nonstop. I, I never competed. You know, I have pro friends that um, they compete. They, you know, they don't care how they place. They don't put a lot, you know, if they have a bad day, oh, it's okay. You know, I do this for fun. Yuri, I've never in my life stepped on stage for fun. <laughs> it was not um, that I loved the process of prep, mm -hmm. of pushing myself. But that's why I was a triathlete for years, and I loved the training. Race day wasn't the day I loved. The show day wasn't the day I loved. It was the process of seeing what I was capable of. So it taught me so much, and I mean, I apply it now, and I – when you know with the clients that I train online and in person, I'm passionate about teaching that we are like we only tap into such a small percentage of what we're capable of 
And so I'm nowadays I'm just living my life that way. You know? But I bet you that all the ex experience also taught you to how to approach your clients to not go into that same direction. Yes, yes. Um, I, it's funny, I, one of my clients, a lot of, they call me Mama Bear, and one was calling me today. <laughs> and I'm very um, upfront with them about how this is a hobby, unless you are making money. And can we just say, I won a pro show and I got $2,500. You know that didn't, that didn't cover prep. Yeah. <laughs> That that covers nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Not much. Yeah. So, you know, um, that was that was a reality check too. But I'm like, this is a hobby, and yes, it's a lifestyle. But you have to find a certain balance, or you're going to get lost in it, and you're going to burn yourself out, and you're not going to be able to do this for years. Yeah. And so now I'm really big on teaching that, listening to your body. Um, not just being hardcore 24-7, you know. Um, and I, and you, you know, touch on something very important, which is balance. A lot of people, as you said, you were hyper-focused. And some people that are not professional, they are hyper-focused and they do not take care of their kids. They isolate from their family. I've seen some marriage going, you know, completely oh. wrong just because the girl or the guy was so focused that they forgot family. It's because it is a narcissistic sport. It is a very self-absorbed, and if you already have that tendency, <laughs> it can just turn you into a monster. And you can justify, I say you can justify freaking just about anything, mm -hmm. but in this sport, you can justify being an absolute jerk <laughs> or, you know, you know. Yeah. I get on to my clients that start getting like that. I'm like, is it worth you losing this relationship? Is this relationship, I mean, hello. And I've, I've stopped even a few clients in prep and been like, okay, <laughs> we, 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 need to, we need to pull back a little bit. Because it, I, um, I could not maintain a relationship while I was um, competing. competing. No, because and if you actually notice, a lot of the top women, they don't. In women's physique or women's bodybuilding, they don't. Now, if they're Unless not they are with, like, another pro, right? And that's yeah. usually when it works because they are too focused yeah. on their own stuff. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But if they are with a man, mm -mm, it doesn't last because <laughs> it's just, I mean... There's no room for anything else. For me, there was only room. Luckily, my kids were older, and there was only room for them and work. Anything else could not go very deep. So. And 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 um, how long were you on this between on this process? It was like until you got the pro card. It was like how many years training? So um, training, you know, I transitioned over from triathlon. And I trained, I didn't compete for two years. I, all I did was train and build. And then I competed and... I remember your first show, you won. Yeah. I remember, I think it was Europa? And Europa, yeah. Dallas. Yeah. And um, I went straight to North Americans. But I said to the person who was coaching me at the time, I was like, do you think I can win? 
because I'm not doing this because I was working three jobs. Um, I did not take a day off for almost seven months. I was raising three teenagers and um, one of them had had some deep psychological issues going on. So we were in and out of hospitals. Um, I, and I said to that coach, I said, do you think I can win? And he's like, I honestly do. Because if he didn't think I could win, I wasn't doing it. And I was gonna take off, you know, another year. But I did, I went and I won open, which was cool. Cause I was, uh, was I 40? And the girl that got runner up was 22. Wow, <laughs> felt good. <laughs> But yeah. Well, this is something interesting because it almost feels like as you continue to grow and you start to see the results, is uh, is like you're getting into this tunnel uh, vision, and now everything starts to go only in one single direction, and that's when things start to get really dangerous. I think. Yeah, I completely agree. But you know, bodybuilding will f will tell you that that's exactly how you should be. You know where you just, that tunnel vision, and I'm, you're just gaining momentum, and you're getting better. And I, I say it's like getting in a bomb shelter. And there's all kinds of shit above you, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. raining, but you're in a bomb shelter, and you cannot, you're safe. It's you, your training, your nutrition, it's all the few little things you can control, and that's all you focus on. And now, a lot of people no, yeah that. a lot of people do that and and but you you start this this event happened what two years ago or was one year ago no it was um one so i won in yeah 2019 may 2019 was when i won the show and then um it was july the surgery the surgery was july surgery was in august august so july i guess yeah so yeah. you are now a little, a little over one year and a half, uh, yeah. just living the lifestyle, and and yeah. coaching everything, and and you, it looked great, you know. Thank you. Uh, you didn't I look feel great. you 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 look healthier, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And uh, I would even say, if you want to go back to to compete in wellness, you probably will do really good in wellness. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've. Have um, you thought about that? <laughs> I thought about it. I just, man, I'm loving. This is gonna sound whatever, and I, I'm loving being smaller and softer, but strong. But I, that's the um, thing about wellness. You don't need to be so hard. As yeah, but they still, you know, I'm natural, and they, and I've enjoyed the calm <laughs> in my life. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I have nothing against PEDs, but um, I had to use them for so long. And I have to, like, it's funny. I get stressed out, and Yuri, I lose eight pounds in a little over a week. Really? Like, that's, that's a gift. <laughs> yeah. It is, but then it's not. So, um, yeah, that happened to me just the other week. I was super busy, stressed out, you know, relationship stuff, all this stuff. And but do, do I, you skip meal or you just lose yeah, like naturally? I just, I'm not hungry and I throw myself into work. And that's where the PEDs would help me, you know, where I wouldn't like lose muscle. I wouldn't lose. And I didn't use much. That was another thing that I was, you know, I wanted to keep my femininity. Mm -hmm. And um, the the wellness girls, they're, they're going hard. 
I've, I've uh, talked with some coaches and they, they, they go pretty hard. It's, it's, and it's, I think it's mainly with it, like the anti-estrogens and stuff mm-hmm. too. I just, you know, it's good. Your mood probably is better. Oh, <laughs> we used to joke because my coach and I, um, because I, I'm a high responder and I would only have to take very small doses, but it was like overnight. You would just, I just volumize and my uh, temper would too. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your kids are pretty ha- happy now with that, right? Yeah. My kids, you know, and I'm a grandmother. Um, I have two uh, grandsons, two years old and eight months. And I'm just like, life is good, man. You know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'm all about longevity. Uh, I still train hard and heavy. I'm just not when I feel that little niggle, you know, maybe I'm squatting heavy or something, something's off, I'll pull back. Back in the day, I would barrel through because it's like, ah, the girl I'm going to be standing next to on stage, she's she's not, you know, going to pull right, back. Right. So, so you still training heavy? Or you, didn't tra- you didn't change your training routine to be more like cardio-oriented, you know, or? No, because so now um, I don't train upper body at all. At all? Really? I all I do well I shouldn't I shouldn't say so all I do how you keep um, those shoulders Delaine come come on (laughs) they've come down too I don't touch shoulders it's funny um I won't name names but I tried I'm always I like to talk to other coaches and I hired um back in June during COVID I hired a different coach just to kind of see, you know, um, I hadn't been, been with my coach in months because I just was kind of finding my way, figuring out stuff. So I hired this other coach and I straight up told him, I said, I am genetically gifted. I do not ever train my arms. I haven't trained my arms in four years. I train, I don't want to train shoulders or chest because they, it gets huge. And I don't want any more like width on my back. And he sends me a plan and he has me like hitting triceps twice a week. He has me doing biceps. Um, I was hitting shoulders also twice a week. And I literally was like, sir, did you write this for me? (laughs) Just follow the plan. Yuri, I started it in two weeks in, I'm just like, and I'm like, this isn't. So now I'm, I'm back with my old coach who knows me very well. And, um, I have three leg days and a deadlift day. Right, I do, I deadlift and I do a lot of pull-ups. So no shoulders at all. That's unbelievable. Yeah, because that's the part of you that you you didn't lose. I think. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, it was you know we trained them so hard because women's physique is a cartoonish X frame. You mm-hmm. know that's what they, and it's beautiful. But we knew that I didn't have my waist isn't wide, but. It, it's not, you know, like Shanique Grant or something, some, you know, wasp waist. So we knew, okay, my shoulders are good. Let's make them ridiculous. Yeah. So we could, you know, and... Um, Create that V, tridimensional it, uh, aspect, yeah. So, yeah. What about back? Um, you also don't hit back at all? Just deadlift? Just deadlifts and pull-ups and pullovers, but mainly deadlifts. Because I love to deadlift. Yeah, that's great. Wow. And, and cardio, did you change anything on cardio? Um, right now, I do... Um, 
<laughs> right now we just we backed it up. I do thirty minutes steady state four times a week. Well, the, one of the advantages of your whole process, and thanks God, the surgery went well and was benign, is that you don't have, at least I don't know, you, you may say I'm wrong, but you don't have any problem, joint problem, elbow or shoulder, you know, you can, you are completely I, fu fully functional, right? Yeah, I have some hip, hip, um, you know, my labrum, my hip, nothing, nothing severe though, no. No, um, and I just that's again I'm big on body work. I have a great PT, and I send my clients to him, and he's amazing. And uh, I just stay on top of things now. Like well, before, now, but before you were going really hard. That's what I'm saying. I, you you don't have any problem for those years training extremely heavy. I did. Um, I'd had a coach early on who. He didn't teach me proper form at all, and luckily, I got uh, Jose Raymond was great. He he would ask me when he was coaching me. He would ask me for videos and stuff, and he he was like, "Whoa, you need to stop doing it that way. Do this way." I just didn't know better back then, you know. Um, and now, like, I've really thrown myself into education <laughs> with uh, form and um, just body mechanics. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, I had some pretty bad elbow issues, tendonitis, stuff like that, you know, but nothing severe like I've had some some friends, you know, have to, to do. But uh, yeah. yeah. What about now, what about your diet now? Uh, a lot of change from the time that you compete. You are eating more carbs. You're not so concerned about carbs at all. He just, ooh, he just upped me big time, which is good because I'm trying to, I'm, I'm wanting to get, put on more size, um, just in my lower body. But, um, and I, I do, I, I stay pretty lean. Um, I follow a pretty strict diet and, but it's a lot of food, if anything, you know, how many calories a day? Um, you know, I, we never do macros. I don't do macros with my, my clients oh, wow. either. Interesting. Definitely. I would say around 2,300 okay. at least. He, and he just upped it. So probably around 25. That's very interesting approach. I don't know how to live without doing macros <laughs> <laughs> because I gain weight too 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 fast. So I need to be monitoring so close. Very, yeah, of course, is measured. Everything I do is measured perfectly. Um, but I find when I'm coaching people, if I give them their macros, now I have some clients I do give macros to, but they're very very self disciplined, and I know you, you're very self disciplined. Yeah. So but not everybody else is. And so if I give them the macros, they're like, oh, well, 35 grams of carbs? Well, look at this. And who knows what, you know, it could be a freaking candy bar. <laughs> I had people justify some ridiculousness. So over the years, I've quit giving out macros to new clients. And then as I learn how self-disciplined they are, then so you actually give what they need to eat precisely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I give them, I mean, and they have some options, but it is very precise. And it's like, if you don't follow this and if you, you know, then that's on you, you know, and you don't see progress. But, um, and I see much more success that way than if I say, oh, here's your macros. Here's a, here's a nutrition plan, but here's also your macros. You can do either or.
when you yeah. when you were competing, were you using the same approach of not using macros? Yes, yes. And I mean, I have worked with some of the top coaches, and I've never been given macros ever. So um, the only Jose, Jose, Jose you know, because he was coached by Chris Acido, mm -hmm. he would um, he would give me my carb macros. That was it, and the rest, you know. He would tell me exactly, this is what you can eat. And, you know, so, and even then I probably could have been better because I got a little, I'd, I'd be like, oh, well. <laughs> but Delaney, how, how are you feeling now as far as, uh, because we, we, talk, we started talking a, a little bit about this in the beginning about the psychological aspect of the sport. Do you feel way more free now that you don't have that, you know, constant pressure, you know, to yeah. always go beyond what you are doing because now if you want to drink a beer you drink a beer and that's it you know i i, I believe you do right night if i do and i just tell my coach i'm like um you know what i don't miss and i forget who i was talking to another pro competitor the other day i don't miss every night without fail i would wake up around two and i would go over my day and analyze if I had checked off every box and if I had given 100 and I would always find things wrong and I would always beat myself up and I'd be like, you know, how the heck do you think that you're gonna win a show when you can't even, you know, that that was me for years, Yuri. I don't have that anymore. Yeah, that's, that's tough on, on, on your uh, psych, uh, psychological aspect because uh, it drains you with time. It, bur oh, it burn it, you out. And I, I think a lot of that, you know, I, how I mentioned um, after I won the pro show, I didn't have, like, my fire. I'm a very intense, passionate, like, fiery woman. I was just numb. And I really feel like I had driven myself so hard into the ground. Um, and it wasn't, like, negative self-talk, like, oh, you suck. Because I have, I have competitor friends that are like that. I'm like, no, it was just like... Laney, you could have done so much more. You could have gotten one more rep. Man, you know, that little extra bite of this or whatever, how do you expect? It was just those little nitpicking. I don't do that anymore, but it took me, I want to say it took me all last year to really quit, quit doing that. So, so. the transition between the competitor mindset to the one that you have today, it was not easy. No, it wasn't. I've, I've, I'm still that way. Now I wake up thinking about clients. <laughs> I wake up thinking about training plans, um, my business, um, my kids. Like, I think it's more normal stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Rather than being all about me, 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 and you know. Yeah. No. This is uh, this is very important, and then it's very important that you are educating people on that as well, because uh, that's a very tricky sport. You can really uh, drive yourself to a very dark place, psychologically speaking, and uh, yeah. having you with all this experience is uh, is a big plus to your clients. I I try and share it, you know, and it's cool because I seem to attract people that like you know. I, I don't know. Like attracts like. And um, yeah, if I can help somebody not make, you know, maybe, again, we've seen marriages fall apart, 
competing. Um, just people make really poor decisions because of competing, mm -hmm. you know, uh, work. My brother competed, you know, for a number of years and it affected his work and um, he's very successful. So, so he was the first one to wake up? Yes, he was. He was. He, because um, he is even more intense than I am. And um, he has a very, I mean, he's high up and it was his big boss who came to him and was like, I mean, this, this isn't gonna, you, you can't keep this up. And he had to make that choice. So, yeah. And he always said to me, he was like, you know, Laney, in the end, it's not gonna be worth it. And I was like, how dare you say that? And I don't feel that way now. And I'm so thankful for what I accomplished. But in the scheme of things, like, I'm not gonna be remembered, you know, for that. I'm gonna be remembered how I touched someone's life. Yes. You know, one-on-one -on -one conversation if maybe they were struggling or, um, you know, lend, lend it an ear to listen to someone who just needed to talk things out. I'm not going to be remembered as someone who qualified for the Olympia or won a pro show. Nobody cares, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, that's, I want to leave a legacy of, I helped others yeah. and I touched lives and you're not doing that. Yeah, no, you are absolutely right. And, and with all the, this experience, if you were going to give an advice to the lane that started five years ago to compute, for mm -hmm. example. I uh, don't know if she would have... <laughs> <laughs> My best friend is a psychologist, and we've been best friends since I was 12 and he was 14. And he said, when all this happened, he said, Lainey, if there's anything that's been a constant in your life, you go after something and the only way you get stopped is if with a brick to the head <laughs> so, so and i've met other competitors like that and so i'm just i speak my piece and i'm like hey you know i'm here if you ever need to talk some of us have to learn that way you i know you understand yeah that. yeah no but it's interesting that you were very uh transparent say she will not listen right yeah i don't but if i really don't Okay, so that puts things in different perspective. If you had to start everything from the beginning, knowing what you know today, what you would do differently? I don't know. Because I still go hard for what I want. So I would have taken time to make a little bit more memories. I wouldn't have been so harsh on myself, but I don't know if I would have gotten the same outcome, you know? Um, it would be anything, it would be with my kids. It would be with my kids because they, you know, they were teens as I was competing and there were just times I'd be like, I have to go to bed, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I made it a point to, you know, be as involved as possible, but single mom, like, if there's any regrets, it would be, making more time and I don't know how I would have done it but I'm sure I could have figured it out yeah no I, I, yeah. In that tunnel, you know what I mean mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure that uh, you are still very proud of what you accomplished because it was a lot totally super proud I'm I mean honestly just with my personality I needed to go through all that 
to be who I am today. So like, I'm not, I'm not bitter about any of it. And I'm just like, man, if I can get through that, like, cool. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not scared of what's around the corner. You know, yeah. I'm not. Because one of the things that we see a lot, mainly on, on social media is when we have cases like yours and in, in other people, other competitors that step out of the, the main stage to take care of their life and you start evangelizing and talking uh, freely about what you think, many social media warriors start to criticize and say, well, you say this because you were not successful, right? It's like, no, I would say this anyway, right? But they, they don't understand. You probably receive a lot of critique on that as well. I have, um, and I've had, you know, people unfollow me. I've, it's gotten back to me, you know, things have been said. And I'm just like, okay, you know, we, we all have, have to go through it and talk to me when you're on the other side. <laughs> What's that, um, you know, who, who, oh, president. He said, um, you know, if you're not in, in the arena, I'm not, I'm not interested in what you have to say. Um, unless you've been in my place, like, and unless I respect you, I don't care. <laughs> so you never really got, you know, like, too into, uh, frustrated by uh, online comments? Uh, you, you really don't care? You ignore completely? You know, I think you get kind of just whatsoever. I don't get too worked up about it because my brother said something once, and I apply this big time before I get offended. I, I was hurt over something someone had said, and I was telling him about it, and he stopped me. He said, do you respect this person? And I said, absolutely not. He said, then why the hell do you care what they're saying about you? Good point, yeah. So unless it's somebody that I respect, and then if I hear something, then I'm going to go to that person. But unless I respect them, why would I care? Mm -hmm. I mean, and if somebody wants to believe what they have to say, then, you know, that's on them. But uh, I, I do, I filter it through that, okay, if I, do I respect this person? Oh, I don't? Oh, moving on. But I do spend time deleting comments. <laughs> <laughs> All the weird muscle fetish stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My favorite is when they're like, you're an Amazon goddess, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I'm 5'2". <laughs> <laughs> and you said that your uh, first show, you were 40? And you won against a 22? Yeah, so my first show, Dallas Europa, what was it? I don't know, 2015, 14. Um, I turned 40 the day I stepped on stage. Wow, it was really uh, a short but extremely intense career because we're talking about six intense years of competing. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's, it's outstanding. I, I, it feels like it's way more. It's like, well, for two years before that, you know, I just I got obsessed with lifting because I fell in love, you know, with bodybuilding when I was 13. And I couldn't um, do gymnastics anymore. I had busted my ankle. I broke it twice. And they were like, you're just done. And um, my mom had a Joyce Vidral uh, workout book. And Joyce Vidral worked with Rachel McClish. And there were these women, and they had muscle. 
And I was like, oh, and, I, and being a gymnast, I always envied the girls that had the muscle. And I, and I was, you know, this little muscular little girl. And um, I saw this and I was like, I want to look like them. And, uh, and I, of course, was a big DC Comics chick too and all this. So yeah, I, uh, then I found a book by Corey Everson and I had her and Rich Gaspari all over my walls. Like, yeah, but Corey is such a classic physique. Uh, it's just beautiful. another level. I think it was one of the best physiques ever, you know. Beautiful. And not heavily muscled. It was just the flow, mm -hmm. the line. And um, I wrote in my journal when I was 13 that one day I was going to compete in bodybuilding and I wanted to be Miss Olympia. And um, so it was cool when I came full circle back to that. But it, but back. it took a while for you to, to oh, get into it. Totally. But I always worked out. I've always been super active. And um, I started, you know, I was married at the time. Uh, things were coming to an end. And uh, we're great friends now. But um, it was my outlet, mm -hmm. you know. And, yeah, I stepped on stage my first show. We started our divorce proceedings like a week later. Yeah, because I so, remember, I think we met around 2014 at 24, 24 hours, uh, when you were just training and you were already uh, getting, your shoulders was always something that <laughs> stood up. <laughs> you were already getting uh, in a good, uh, good shape and everything. And I remember you competing at, uh, in 2015 and winning. So it was, uh, it was a good journey. It just feels like it was longer than that because you competed so like much. <laughs> At least 10 years. Yeah, you competed so much. I mean, there was a year that you did like three shows maybe? So I did um, I did my pro debut, which was terrible. My, my coach like dropped me six days before it. It was horrible. Then he took asked me to come back it was just it was awful so I was I literally had to prep peak week was on me <laughs> and um I was just a mess that was San Antonio and then I hired Jose Raymond and we did Orlando the following April so that was August the following April and um we got fifth and then the head judge told me to soften things up a bit and I would do well. And then I did Dallas Europa the last year they did, had WPD, IFBB. And I got like eight because we softened things up. And Jose even said, I mean, and you can bleep this out. He said, F, F the judges and what they have to say. He's like, every time I've ever listened to them, I did my worst. And I was like, but I feel like, you know, I, I, I need to listen to the judge. Don't ever listen to the judge. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, and so then I got eighth or ninth, and um, then I had a good off season. Started prepping with Jose again. Um, he had a lot. He was retiring. He had a lot going on, and communication wasn't very good then. And I just didn't feel good about how the prep was going, and I bailed at six weeks out. I just, I, I just had this feeling like it just wasn't good, and um, I kind of soul searched for a couple months, continued training. And then I met Nelson Jones, um, through a podcast and we had like a two hour consult and I was like, this is the dude. And he's like a brother to me now, but, um, yeah. 
And then we had an amazing off season. I made like the biggest progress I've ever made because he really pushed me. He, he really like takes you by the hand and, you know, and uh, then I started prep and we, we killed it. <laughs> yeah. Is your weight now close to what it was when you were like yeah. competing? Yeah. So when I would step on stage, I think the last time I stepped on stage, I was like 126, 127. And this morning I weighed um, 136. So it's so, almost like your off season weight. Yeah. I'm just softer. Typically off season, I would be, and I was just a couple weeks ago I lost this weight so we're putting it back on <laughs> I'll, I like to be around 140 143 was this the same weight that you were when you were uh, bulking up the, uh, in the off season but if you look at my old pictures like I mean massive shoulders you know my back was super thick so now but my lower body um, I've really improved my glutes and my legs like and I'm carrying a little bit more body fat I like it though Yeah. Like feel good. I feel like more feminine mm -hmm. and that to say, you know, but that's how I feel, you know. Oh, as long um, as you're feeling better, that's what really matters, you know. I I feel great. Like I feel great uh just I just have more of a, a sense of peace and just uh I don't know. I was always on edge before because, you know, had to get that goal, had to, you know, everything had to be just right. And now it's like I can flow with it, you know. Like today, I'm supposed to work out. Um, I'm gonna go tomorrow and train. Mm -hmm. You know, had a busy day with clients, had a bunch of updates to do. Knew I had the podcast, and I was like, I'm not gonna pressure myself. I'll go tomorrow. I would never have done that, Yuri. Like, <laughs> I believe, I believe, I believe you were intense for sure, for sure. Yeah. But that's good. You you found the right balance for your life. Now you can uh, have truly. A lifestyle right because sometimes competitive life is not really a lifestyle is it is different no, it, it's not um and I, i just want to show because a lot of women that you've seen them over the years that competed at a high um pro level they just like disappear and then you see them and you're like do you even work out anymore you know like they got burnt out and i understand that i don't say that with any criticism at all I want to show that you can pick up right where you want and keep up, keep it up. You can make the changes if you want to, you know, like me, I wanted a smaller upper body. I wanted more feminine lower body. Um, you can do that. Yeah. It's up to you. like you learned this self-discipline. You learned this lifestyle. It doesn't have to be everything, you know, mm -hmm. that everything doesn't need to be so intense. Um, yeah, you can, you can balance more. Uh, yeah. It's like when I look, for example, the pictures of Landon Murray uh, yes. today, she is still in great shape, but it was a different age of bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. uh, she, I think she won many uh, uh, Olympians uh, back in the day. She is 59 today and she's still working out, but she's in, in great shape. And, and still like she still has muscle. She's still, you know what I mean? Like she still leads by example, you know, um, it's timeless. And I just don't, I mean, I'm 45. I don't think I need to, you know, train. Yeah. I'm smarter now. If, if something's hurting or whatever, I slow the reps down. I do time under tension. You know, I know all the, I, I have all the tricks of the trade, 
but it doesn't mean that, you know, I'm, I'm just going to fall apart. <laughs> so, uh, and I think people use their age a lot as an excuse to not push themselves or whatever, but, um, God, it makes me feel alive. You know, I, that's, that's an interesting point because, uh, in this industry, we always say, oh, age is just a number. And I'm like, I'm 46. And I say, look, that's a very nice thing to say. And I partially agree with that. But a with age comes, uh, if you get a, a injury or something, it takes way yes. more time to heal. Uh, yes. Your recovery time is, is longer. So it's not really just a number, let's be honest. I mean, it takes a, a toll mainly on recovery in my opinion no and you know it's i've become more um if if something's bothering me i've, I've had this whole labrum thing um si joint which i've had for years well i'm on it now like i immediately contact my pt guy and i'm much more vigilant about that and when i stay on top of that type of stuff it's all good you know um and again, though, I pay attention. If I can tell that I'm just, the strength isn't there that week, I deload. Like, I just pay a lot more attention to myself with that type of stuff, which is funny. You would have thought that I would do that <laughs> when I was, but it was like, no, no, I've got a progressive overload, progressive overload. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now it's. Now you, now you listen more to your body, actually. I do. Yeah. And if I'm hungry. I text my coach and I'm like, sorry, but uh, just ate this. I don't feel bad about it. You know what I mean? Uh, now, this is an interesting point because you learn a lot throughout those years and you're not competing anymore. There is any particular reason that you're still hiring a coach? With, you never really uh, try to do it on your own? Yeah, I did try and do it on my own. And I thrive under accountability. And I like to always be learning. And so um, with Nelson, he'll take the time. I'll, like recently I had a major question about some blood work from one of my guys. And um, we will set up and we will FaceTime and he will go over everything with me and he will mentor me. And if I have any questions about anything, you know, we'll talk it out. And that to me you should always be learning if you are coaching clients one way is not the only way you need to know multiple different ways um have multiple different approaches and he keeps me i'm I i'm learning and he is learning from he's worked with chad nichols chris aceto phil viz i mean the list goes on uh cement factory so that's in so I get that information. So it's, it's more about the, the whole coaching experience, not only nutrition and training. It's way more than that. No. Um, I because mean, I'm pretty sure that you could write your own nutrition plan. Oh, I could do it. But it's fun because there's always like um, something little that I'll learn each week. But it's because I ask questions and he loves to teach. So, Yeah. Because I could do, I do mainly still DC training, which I love, and um, I could do my nutrition. But there's something about being accountable to someone, 
because nowadays, now that I'm like more chill, I could get too chill. <laughs> Be like, ah, you know. So what happened when you tried to do it on your own? You 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 were too chill. I didn't look good. Yeah, I was too chill, and I I I need that accountability where. Every Friday, I'm sending him, I'm taking the video, I'm sending him, and he will see things that I won't see because I don't see myself still to this day. I do not see myself correctly. And he'll send the side-by-sides and he'll be like, oh, but look at this. Or he'll be like, whoa, what was your water intake the last two days? Because I'll be watery, you know? And um, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I noticed that you still, you said that you sent updates to him, but do you still have that bodybuilding checkup right you do your mandatory poses and everything yep. Yep. that's a, that's really interesting because you left the sport but the sport is still on you <laughs> <laughs> it's just, i mean it's just it, that's just normal for me you know and um it's funny because like i've, I've considered like doing some wellness poses and stuff and i'm like i'm i'm wpd man but <laughs> funny doing this whole <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i fully understand i it would be hard to visualize you doing that hitting men's physique poses you know yeah. and being like this ain't this ain't me anymore you know <laughs> so no that's amazing no that's a that's a great uh story uh delaney and, and again uh i i really really appreciate the fact that you took the time on your saturday busy saturday to to record uh this and be so open about everything um keep evangelizing telling uh, the truth and and educating people i think that that's as you said that's going to be your major legacy thank you that's what i'm hoping yeah absolutely and uh hope to uh one day we can train again and yeah continue to make progress on your own pace on your own thing um you are happier now, you look healthier, and, and that's uh, all goodness. That's everything. Yeah. It's everything. Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much uh, for everything. Take care. Hope to see you soon. Sounds good. Yeah.